Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. Welcome to episode 24 of Let's Talk Loyalty. And when I realized it was episode 24, I was super excited to realize that I'm nearly a half a year in broadcasting. So um, it is very exciting to be podcasting about loyalty. And I have to say, when I started this whole idea and started developing the concept, one of my really big goals was to work with some of the leaders in the industry. And I am thrilled to announce that today I am announcing um, a huge partnership from my perspective with a global organization that many of you may already be familiar with, but if not, today is the perfect chance to get to know them. So I'll talk you through all of the various different brands that we're going to talk about today. But first and foremost, I want to welcome Bill Hannafin of Hannafin Loyalty to Let's Talk Loyalty. Hello, Paula. How are you? I'm delighted to be here. Thanks Great, so much. Bill. Great, great, great. And I know you're in the Loyalty and Awards Conference in Vancouver today, Bill, so you're up 12 hours uh, behind me, bright and early. So I really appreciate you getting up at the crack of dawn. That's right. world's getting smaller. It sure is. It sure is. Great stuff. So so I mentioned you have a number of different roles and responsibilities. Um, the two that I am most familiar with are, first of all, the Loyalty Academy. Um, secondly, the Wise Marketeer. And actually, as, as I was preparing for this, I was noticing that in the United States, you guys pronounce it as the, the Wise Marketer. And where I come from, I say the Wise Marketeer. But it's certainly a hugely respected media publication. Probably the um, the biggest source of news um, for me and for everyone in this industry. So I definitely want to spend a lot of time talking about those two particular things. Um, but before I do that, um, as you know, I open every show asking all of my guests, what is their favorite loyalty statistic? So before we get into all of your various businesses, tell me, what is your favorite um, statistic about loyalty? All right, Paula. Hey, well, what if I told you that 70% of all consumer loyalty is constantly up for grabs. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that might surprise you, huh? Wow, wow. That's a huge number, Bill. My goodness. It is. Well, it, it's interesting. We did, the Wise Marketer did a joint research project with Merit's Motivation in 2019, and we it's published and on the website. It's titled the Wise Marketer Loyalty Landscape Study. Okay. And we actually gave it a name of the split personality of loyalty because we found out that there were, through the research, we found out ultimately there were two very distinctly defined groups. And we gave them some names, which were interesting, maybe from a, <laughs> you're, you're a writer, so you, th you can think about this from a, yes. a word, word uh, selection. But one we call the ephemerals. So these are the people who are, um, who are acknowledging loyalty for brands. They like their brands. They, um, they're evaluators, I guess. And so they're, they're subject to influence by all sorts of things. And it's not just price and quality, but it's, it's clearly loyalty programs because they told us in the research that mm. loyalty programs were highly valuable to them. They mm -hmm. did influence their purchase behavior. I think 87% had said that they considered loyalty programs important in their purchase uh, making decision. So, mm -hmm. um, so it was interesting. You had this ephemeral group that was kind of the one up for grabs. We had about 30% of those that we termed the unshakables. So the nice. unshakables were um, mm. 
you know, if I had to sort of fill in the blank to make an easy example, you can imagine people that really like their Starbucks, their Red Bull fanatics, their Apple devotees. Yeah. Um, you know, just fill in the blank of favorite brands that have a lot of power and, and magnetism mm-hmm. like that. So, mm-hmm. so we saw these two groups and we saw they behave differently. And, and it was interesting to me, mostly because oftentimes talking to, to clients and to people in the business, uh, there's this feeling like loyalty is kind of a maturing business. So everyone has mm-hmm. some sort of a loyalty program or a strategy. And, um, we're, we're really just trying to hold on to what we have. It's, it's very much a retention game. Mm-hmm. And this research told us that, no, how interesting. There's actually, you, if you execute well, if you, mm-hmm. if you apply some real thought power to this and try to change what you're doing and, and think about all the, the other ways that you might um, mm-hmm. blend loyalty into your customer experience and all those things, um, you can have an impact. And there's a big group of people out there. So yeah. um, I, I have a finance background and I always think about 70%. What if we could shift a few basis points to Mm. this brand or that brand that that math turns out to be quite a big return on investment so anyway that was that was a statistic that really grabbed me of late I love it, Bill. No, and I think that's very impressive. And I know from my my own experience, just on a very human level, when I see a company or or a person, it doesn't really matter. When I see someone making the effort to earn my loyalty, um, I really do appreciate that because I know they've gone the extra mile. So I'm actually not that surprised to hear that there is so much up for grabs. And it comes back to a point that we've often talked about on this show. You know, what is the intention of your loyalty program? Is it a box ticking exercise? to keep up with the competition or is there a genuine intention to wow your customers? Because I think customers feel that and I think it comes through in the field of customer experience and lots of the kind of things we're going to we're gonna talk about today. So, so thanks for making that super clear, Bill. I think that's a really good opener. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us then, um, as I said, you've got lots of different um, areas within the loyalty business we're going to talk about. So how did you first and foremost get into loyalty in the first place? It was a... Um it was a very interesting. So I think I mentioned I have a finance background and mm. um, I'm, I'm still asking myself how, how a, a quote finance guy got into a marketing business. But when you think about what loyalty marketing is really all about, how it's so quantitatively driven, it's data driven. Yeah. Um, we build financial models around these programs. And yeah. so bet- between all those elements, maybe it wasn't as big a leap as I thought it was. So mm. um, uh, this was actually my third career. I was thinking that um, maybe I'm more millennial than, um, than it might appear. <laughs> wow. <So. laughs> well done you. <laughs> there, there you go. So no, I spent a few years as a, a, a banker. I was a corporate banker. I was a CFO at an aviation services firm for a while. Okay. And then um, through, a, through a story that we certainly don't have time for here, I uh, found myself working for Visa. And, wow. and it was really interesting because in Visa, they said... Um, Right, your product manager for this this software that will help us launch a co-branded rewards program mm. on a credit card, and all the banks in Latin America were just getting started in that business. I mean, okay. maybe that does date us a little bit if you think that um, <laughs> that there were banks that actually thought that was a new idea. Wow. But, um, so anyway, it, it, one thing led to another, and I we we got involved in launching a coalition program with Shell in Peru with okay. that same software as the backbone and. And then that led me to Alliance Data Systems, which is um, at the time was uh, the owner of the Air Miles and Epsilon and a number of different companies. And mm. so, um, yeah, it was it was quite an interesting path. But um, I'm I'm happy I found the business. I'm I'm ultimately passionate about the business. Really enjoy it. I feel like it's um, 
Mm. You know, if you can put your, your heart and soul into something where you feel like you can do something good for customers, you can help yeah. a client make some money, and then you can earn a reasonable living. That, yeah. That's just a, a winner for everybody involved. And, uh, wow. and so actually, I know you're going to ask me, but that, that's what led a little bit to our involvement with the Wise Marketer. So. Amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I like that as well, because it, it's, it's actually the exact same point that we just touched on. You know, what's your own intention for your career? And for me, there's always been that lovely piece around. Actually, I feel like everybody's winning in this industry. Um, yeah. Like before I was, you know, classically a loyalty marketeer, you know, you were in finance, you know, I just always said I was a commercial marketeer. But you're right. I think the science now of what we're doing, and, and I think mm-hmm. the Loyalty Academy is a very good example mm-hmm. of that. Um, it does, I think, make us very accountable to the CFOs of the world to, to basically say, yeah, we're trying to make customers feel good, but there is a genuine business reason behind it. Um, so yeah, I don't think your accounting career is as, as far as away as, as you might have thought at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> so lots of years, I think we said about 20 years um, overall in loyalty. Um, yes. And the first, I suppose, big business um, and the partnership that we're announcing today is actually the Wise Marketeer and Let's Talk Loyalty. And I suppose from my perspective, uh, for listeners, I suppose I should just um, explain why it was just such a big um, and exciting idea from my side. Um, clearly, my idea and objective is around you know staying up to date myself on what's happening in the industry and sharing that knowledge as widely as possible. Because what I find is living in Dubai or living in Dublin, wherever I am, it's just too difficult to get to the conferences, to to do all the online reading. So I really find that this type of format of listening to learn is super interesting. And of course, I want to get as wide an audience as possible. And I know for the Wise Marketeer, you guys are very keen to get, um, I suppose, the global voice of loyalty, which is your own tagline. So, um, this is obviously going out now, February 27th. Uh, we're announcing our partnership and the Let's Talk Loyalty podcast is going to be front and center on the Wise Marketeer website. Um, so, super exciting. So, tell us some of the numbers around the Wise Marketeer, Bill, because you've got an incredible audience. And I think if anybody's listening and not subscribed, for example, to your newsletter, it would be super interesting to do that now. Yeah, absolutely. And you you won't get away quite so easily, um, you know, with your humble uh, description of Let's Talk Loyalty, but we'll get to that in a minute. But um, Wise Marketer has been Wise Marketeer. By the way, you're one of your previous guests, Mike Atkin, yeah. who was one of my one of my earliest uh, and deepest connections in the business from the very yeah. beginning. I, I met him and worked with him for a number of years. And yeah. he he has got a sense of humor. And he told me one time he's uh, talking about Americans and and um, and the English, the Brits, he said, "We're common people s- separated by." Um, <laughs> we're, 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 I'm sorry, we're different people separated by a common language. So it's <laughs> it's the marketeer, marketer. So Got um, I used, yes, I used to routinely send him uh, written documents that he'd say it's all good, except I need to put it in proper English. So <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah, we yes, just yeah. have to live with that. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. So the wise marketer is it's really interesting to me. We we acquired the property three years ago, mm-hmm. and we owe a lot to the to what was built by Robin and Peter Clark. They're two outstanding people that had a vision and had a vision probably 15 years ago. And I remember in my early days working um, with the Colloquy Group, which now is sort of an earlier property that people would read 
quite a lot. Um, we always had people ask us, what do you read? Where, where do you go to get more information about this business? And, yeah. you know, 10 or 15 years ago, there wasn't um, the mm. abundance of information and sources of information that there is today. So mm. we would say, well, Colloquy really has a lot of depth, a lot of um, analysis and, and points of view and everything. But if you just want to get an idea of what's happening all around the world, you really should read The Wise Marketer, especially mm. if you have an interest in international markets, because Colloquy was mm. wholly focused in North America and Wise Marketer uh, much more on a global scale. So um, as, as we went along, um, you know, the way we love this business, we thought, how, how is it that we had, and we had just done a market study. Now, that's really what kind of prompted some of the thinking. We did a market study for one of the big uh, payment systems in the world, and they they wanted to know what's the size of this annual um, revenue value of the loyalty business, including rewards, without rewards. We went through different calculations, and the number's not important, but let's, let's just say it was, you know, 150 billion or larger. Um, yeah. And and we we paused and thought, how could a an industry that has global stature mm -hmm. and has this much impact and has this many CMOs and Mm. and um, business people giving it attention, how could we not have a central source of information yeah. for that business? Um, yeah. Because every industry has it, whether it's ad age for the mm. agency business or others. Mm. So um, we, we had talked to the Clarks and it was very interesting, but we were just so delighted to take what I think is um, like an honored brand. I, I, I value the brand and value what the Clarks did and, yeah. and, and build on it and kind of bring it up to today. So our commitment was truly to mm. create a resource that would, it would be valuable to everybody in our industry. Mm -hmm. And this is not people too. Um, and I'd say that are just building quote loyalty programs, but anyone who's interested in customer marketing. So think of it as yeah. data driven customer marketing, mm -hmm. which means people want to hear about how, what are people doing with data and analytics? Mm -hmm. What are they doing about um, the financial management aspects of the program? Mm -hmm. um, loyal, liability management and fraud management, things like mm -hmm. that, but also mm -hmm. trends in customer experience and uh, customer engagement, mm -hmm. um, some branding articles. So we try to be holistic, I guess, in our approach as much as we can. We reach out to a lot of people, but mm. um, we're, we're, we're on the journey and we've made a lot of progress. But today mm. it's, it's wonderful to see. I think we have a subscriber base. I think, you know, we have a, a newsletter and this is something that we yeah. carried forward from the clerks. Um, every Thursday we have a newsletter that goes out and mm -hmm. uh, the readership is in 128 countries. So, wow. Uh, we're, we're happy to see that it is, it's much more than a North American centric publication. I think we have about 30% mm. of our subscribers within us and Canada. Okay. So we have a great representation outside the U S and that is vitally important to me. That's one of the reasons that we wanted to link up with you on the podcast, because mm. your, your vision is um, outside the U S you talk to so many people and you have a fantastic network. And yeah. so we thought what a great way to, um, just to have access to people with, you know, different points of view all around the world. Mm, wonderful. So yeah. I think the content on the wisemarketer.com goes back, I think, is it over 15 years, Bill? It does. It does. Amazing. We have, um, I think we have over um, five or 6,000 articles on, on the wow. uh, site. It does go back. We, mm -hmm. we did a little bit of curation when we migrated it forward into a new web theme, but there's a tremendous amount of content. It's really a history of loyalty marketing if you wanted it to be so. Yeah. And and it's a great resource as a yeah. resource, sorry, as a um, as a tool for somebody that wants to learn, let's say, in 
Yeah. You know, everything I wanted to know about a particular vertical industry or geography yeah. or the history of coalitions, you could go back and find all sorts of information there. Yeah, amazing. And yeah. I do, Bill, as you know, I mean, I write about loyalty a lot. Um, we have a shared industry, particularly in terms of convenience retail. Yes. And anytime I'm talking about something or writing about something, I will always go to the wise marketer for, you know, just to kind of see what your thoughts and commentary have been and then add my own interpretation on it. Um, yeah. And and just, I suppose, one thing I love, um, and I think we're all, you know, at the stage where we don't want to have to do too many registrations or logins anymore. So mm-hmm. your website is completely open um, with the full search functionality. So I definitely would say to anyone listening, you know, if you're ever looking for case studies on loyalty or any insights, it's definitely the um, the ultimate repository, I would say. Um, yes, and yeah, no, for sure. And then I know you've mentioned you've about 11,000 subscribers and yes. it's, a, it's, a, it's a twice weekly email um, newsletter that you send. Isn't that right? Yes, typically you'll see we have something we call the Newswire that goes out on Monday. So that's a compilation of latest news and so Great. on. We'll we'll have an email that goes out to our group on Tuesday and mm-hmm. also on Thursday. They're kind of differently positioned, but Thursday is our newsletter. Okay. Uh, Tuesday is usually something that's a little more focused on mm. a topic or um, or a vertical or something like that. Sure. And I suppose the next piece I was going to comment on, and again, because you've got so much experience in content marketing, and as you know, I'm only, I suppose, now just over two years, um, whether it's writing or, or as, you know, obviously um, broadcasting now. But in terms of loyalty programs, that's, you know, predominantly B2C, I guess. Is there, you know, do you believe in content marketing from a B2B or from a loyalty program perspective? Um, just given your expertise on the B2B side, um, I, I'd just love to get your thoughts on that one. Oh, absolutely. I, no, I'm a big believer. I really, um, I had experience when, when I had left um, Alliance Data, started Hannafin Loyalty, which is mm. you know, my strategic marketing firm. Mm. One of the things that I carried forward was a lesson from a previous um, boss that I had um, mm. who didn't like to advertise. He didn't like us to go. He would let us go to mm. to shows, if you will, quote, in quotes, okay. uh, but <clears throat> wasn't one to sponsor, advertise, spend money in that manner. Mm. But he was the one who had the colloquy publication. Okay. And so it, it, at the time, and think about this as being <clears throat> 20 years ago or more, wow. <clears throat> that he was able to establish uh, the the premise mm. that if you could if you could make your voice worthy of listening to i guess then yeah. you could create some inbound inquiries you know you could create some yeah. brand awareness and so on so mm. one of the things i did at hannafin loyalty is i created a, a blog i called loyalty truth and mm. i had decided to give that its own url i decided instead of making it um you know bill hannafin's blog which of course everybody's going to be suspicious that i'm self-serving and just (laughs) writing things to generate leads for sales and things like that i thought i'm going to put it out here by itself yeah and and um it actually worked very well and and so it was at the time on a very small scale i call it a mini wise marketer it was a it was doing its job let's say and um and so we you know we see that here with um with the wise marketer as well, because we do quite a bit of content marketing for clients. We'll help them with brand awareness and um, strategic plans and so on. And, that, and that's one of the reasons we, you mentioned it, we decided not to put a paywall yeah. on the wise marketer. And we, it's hard to do anyway. Let's admit that if you're the yeah. wall street journal or the financial yeah. times, then okay. But, um, but we thought let's not put any obstacles in front of everyone. Let's put the information out there, be true to our word that we put the, 
the value proposition in our loyalty lingo, right? Lovely. Is um, great yeah. content covering the world and it's available to you. Now, yeah. Yeah. that we hope creates some affinity, get mm-hmm. some some return visits, some regular visits and so on and so forth. And yeah. and it'll be some brands of all sort that, that we work with to help get their message out. But I absolutely do. I mean, let me ask you the question because I know you're, you're a great writer. I, I, it's one of my passions too is to write, but I feel like, we, we've got certain choices. We can, we mm. can, uh, you know, we can do Google AdWords. We can do Facebook ads. We can, we can invest in yes. All, yes. all sorts of online advertising. We can also uh, sponsor conferences and various things, but yeah, it is to me, there's a big pool. It's like that, the 70% and the 30% mm. I was talking about before. So there's yeah. a very big pool of people that are doing all the advertising yeah. And it's it's to me very undifferentiated. There's a very small pool of people mm-hmm. that create really smart content that's actually worth reading. Yeah. And 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 now you could even differentiate content marketing. Mm. There's a lot of product that comes out of that that discipline of content marketing. A lot of it's not so great, is it? Yeah. It's especially if you just yeah. outsource to people that maybe don't don't yeah. know who they're talking to, they don't understand the business or the industry. And so it'll it'll come out to be a generic and yeah. You can almost instantly identify those sorts of articles. So mm. we felt like content marketing done from a strategic point of view. Yeah. So we take our consulting backgrounds and our, yeah. our knowledge of the industry because everyone, all the principles of the wise marketer and there, mm. there are four of us at this point are, um, are practitioners in the business. So maybe that's important to know as well that we yeah. haven't mentioned, but we're all practitioners. We all um, know the industry. We think pretty well and, are mm. very passionate about it, but that allows us to to yeah. uh, write in a certain way that um, can really yeah. express a viewpoint. And I, I think that's what people want to read because it's yeah. There's there's no lack of content out there, but we certainly have lack of time. And so yeah. I think that you and I and probably everybody listening to the podcast would be the same way. Like yeah, write all you want, but if it's not good in the first few paragraphs, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to click I'm out. Gone. So you yeah. have to um, you have to be legitimate about it serious about it you can't um i i often mm. one of the editorial filters is um does this look like anybody waved their hand over it and just mailed it in yeah. it, <laughs> anything of that nature no no yeah you can't, can't get published so yeah um, well, yeah. fair play, Bill, because I know, um, you know, in the, in the media industry, it's typically, you know, revenue is directly related to the size of your audience. Um, but certainly the one of the principles when I started podcasting was I'd rather 20 of the right listeners, you know, who are really serious people that I want to, to hear my, my thoughts rather mm-hmm. than, you know, a thousand people who, you know, again, <laughs> you know, you, you can add build databases for, you know, using clickbait or any of these techniques that you're referring to. But at the end, Right. end of the day um yeah i think we're we're all about quality over quantity so um yeah a, another shared uh, intention yeah, yeah. fantastic and yeah also too i think that is an interesting point because like you mentioned i was here in, in vancouver for this loyalty yeah. and awards conference the airline business draws so much attention and you know if all if you put up a consumer oriented site talking about frequent flyer programs mm-hmm. you can amass a big audience in a hurry mm-hmm. right um mm-hmm. Maybe we could do that if if we put a consumer facing site for loyalty programs. I don't know, mm. but certainly from the B two B side, we have globally a more finite audience than some other industries. Mm. So it is quality over quantity in terms of the content we put out. But I think also, yeah, and that's one of the things that we talk to any of our partners about is mm. 
the, the number may not be 200,000. It may never be, but yeah. we have a very high percentage of all the people that are active in this business and the yeah. people in the C-suites that are making decisions around the business. And I think as long as we're yeah. connected with all of those people and they're reading and they're giving yeah. us good feedback, then we're doing the right thing. Absolutely. And again, I mean, part of our partnership is your own intention to diversify the formats. So again, yes. I know there are, you know, an increasing number of webinars and video interviews and all of that kind of stuff that you're doing on the site as well. So yeah, as time goes forward, I think we'll, uh, we'll be doing lots of fun stuff in that space. No, absolutely. It's, <laughs> it's, so it, let's talk about that for a minute because, you know, traditionally with this kind of colloquy legacy was in our minds. And, you know, Mike Capizzi, who's yeah. heading up our loyalty academy for us, our educational arm. Yes. He was actually the director of the Colloquy property so many years ago. And, okay. and, and I worked with him at that time. So we, we, we remember those days and the, the form of content reflected the day. Mm -hmm. So they were these longer form pieces. There are a couple thousand words and they, they wow. were pretty heady. And, you know, yeah. sometimes Sometimes uh, satire, sarcastic, I mean, all sorts of, it was like reading these mini novels about what somebody <laughs> was doing about something. Okay. And, um, and who would read that today? It, it, was, it was excellent content. But okay. we realized, when we, and even when we first started three years ago, we, we had mostly long, longer form written mm -hmm. articles. Mm -hmm. And then we realized, wait a minute, mm. we, we need to put some punchy stuff in here. We need to have news, we need, which is the legacy of the wise marketer. Yeah. And then we woke up and said, oh, audio yes. and visual, well, right? And so and we've done we some podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and yeah, and, and this is it. So we we have found that people, yes. we, we could we could really talk about the same, the Shell Go Plus program, let's say the launch or something like that. Mm -hmm. we, you can write an article, you can do a little, little um, video interview with someone, you can do, talk about it in a podcast mm. and they'll each get their certain level of traffic because people, yes. just like loyalty, right? We want to give people choice and mm -hmm. control and that's mm -hmm. what we're trying to do with the content. So, you know, about Let's Talk Loyalty, I just, um, first of all, truly, I had a lot, so much respect for your writing because I I first became aware of reading some of the things you were writing about the convenience industry. Mm -hmm. and it was really great. And it was covering a lot of international programs that I wasn't familiar with. So I was learning a lot. It's good writing. Mm -hmm. And then when I saw you were doing this podcast and we talked all the way back last summer, mm -hmm. I was really excited about this. And I, I, I was just um, wondering, you know, what what do you do with this? Paula, Paula's on the run here, you know, and then I, <laughs> I saw you getting started and I'm, I'm just very, very pleased that we can be your, your home. Let's just say your kind of your, um, your launch pad, if you will, your home, your, your place where we can host wow. this principally because, um, it's, um, it's well done. I think you've, you've already created so much momentum in a very short period of time and there's an incredible future, I think, ahead for let's talk loyalty. So. Wonderful. Um, yeah, Thank I'm, I'm you. glad. And I think that you know, I'm sure we'll work together on a number of things, right, mm -hmm. to um, to consider different types of guests from different places with a combined list. And yeah, all of that should be very interesting. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful that we that we're doing this. And um, I, I think there's a lot to look forward to here. 
Oh, well, thank you for those kind words, Bill. Um, so definitely um, mutual appreciation. And yeah. uh, I, I'm sure all of our listeners will, um, will, will look forward to uh, consuming all of our content on all of our platforms. Um, right. So really do appreciate the kind words. Um, and just on the point actually about taking content, and I do believe this is very relevant even for listeners running um, consumer programs. There's a, a very famous marketeer that I follow. I don't know if you're a fan of his, but um, uh, have you heard of Gary Vaynerchuk? Bill. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he's been to Dubai now a few times and talking about content, content, content. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, he's not talking about loyalty directly, but certainly indirectly, I believe he is. And if I'm not mistaken, the number that he quoted the last time he was speaking here was that all of his content is published across 17 different platforms. So now that's with an army behind him, obviously. Um, But, you know, for example, he talks about LinkedIn as being a um, the best value for money at the moment in terms of um, underpriced attention, I think is the term he used. And mm-hmm. I thought that was genius because again, I know you do a lot of LinkedIn. I do a lot on LinkedIn. So I think for anybody listening who's talking about loyalty or just wants to build their own career, um, yes, I, I believe in content. So um, again, there's, there's there's a lot of shared, um, shared excitement there. And Absolutely. then I yeah, the, the other two uh, big properties, um, I might ask you, first of all, about the loyalty guide. Um, and many people will be familiar with the loyalty guide. Now, I know it's um, four or five years since the last edition was published. But right. to me, it's very much the Bible of the industry. So maybe just tell listeners about the loyalty guide and maybe some of your plans for it. Absolutely. Yeah. The loyalty guide was one of those things. Remember when I said that people would ask, what what should I yeah. read? So it was not only <laughs> okay. go to the wise marketer, but we'd say, well, you should pick up the loyalty guide if you want to get up to speed quickly on the industry. So it was published um, every two years. And then um, the last the last edition was the year before we acquired wise marketer. So now it's been four years. So the material in there is great. It needs to be updated, of course. Yeah. And so what we're thinking about, one of the things we've been thinking about is, is how do you, how would it be best consumed? Because um, the format was that people would buy it as a, a book, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, you could get a physical book. You could get a, a download of a gigantic PDF. I think it was 1,100 pages or something like that. Yeah, it's extraordinary. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what, what we're doing now, and we've already got quite a bit of this in, in the um, kind of prepared mm. and ready to go, but we're thinking about um, as we go through and touch on different industries, let's say we do a complete update of the convenience and fuel retailer. We do one in Mm. payments um, or we end up getting to understand the Indian market really well, something like that, or the Irish market, because, you know, we'll be doing some things there in in Ireland. Yes. Um, We'll, we'll take that opportunity to document it. And so what we'll, you know, not speaking too far ahead, but I believe what, what all of our subscribers and visitors will see, Mm-hmm. is a relaunch at some point, probably probably much towards the end of this year. Mm. We don't want to rush it too much. Yeah. But we'll we'll start to release chapters, if you will. Mm-hmm. So it'll, it'll be ge- geographically based, subject matter based, mm. um, and, and we'll gradually refresh the entire property that way. And so, it, you know, it could be, we're not sure about the, yeah. you know, the commercial model for it. You know, it might be a, a subscription. It might be a... Mm an ability to buy the chapters that are interesting to you. Maybe it's an opportunity to buy the entire thing. So we might, maybe yeah. we'll pull all our listeners here and see what they'd most want to do. But I Absolutely. think um, it's, yeah. it's in that process of being um, naturally refreshed as we go through and get really updated. So we're, 
we're excited yeah. about it. But it's it's again, it's great if you, you know, Paula, we we walked into a conference, a big loyalty event, a, a little in the last twelve months, and mm. looked around the room, mm-hmm. and I said, I know a lot of people here, but they're also more than fifty percent that are probably under thirty five years old. Okay, I, I thought how interesting <laughs> this is, right? So yeah. it won't take too much longer for people to say, you know, if, if you just walk in with a fresh slate and you say, what's loyalty marketing? What what should I know? Where should I go? What mm. should I believe? How do I start to build my own point of view, my personal point of view? Mm-hmm. Um, then we need to have these kind of resources refreshed and up to date. Because yeah. it's, because it's, you know, in the world today, people will evaluate you on that content. For right? sure. Yeah. And if it's useful to them, then they'll, they'll pick it up. But. So that's yeah. what we're in the process of doing. And I love that. Uh, I, I do think it's funny that um, so many, as you noticed, are, are under the age of 35. Um, so I don't know how many, you know, under 35s read 1100 pages, um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> especially in PDF format. So um, with the best will in the world, for me, um, something of that scale that I really want to digest, I definitely prefer in physical format. Um, so I think there is uh, lots of opportunities to, to do it, as we said, in, in so many different ways. And for me, in fact, um, I've always used it if I was going into, for example, a consulting contract in a new vertical that I wasn't mm. familiar with. Because even as a consultant, you know, my decade of experience, your whatever number of years of experience, there's still plenty of things we don't know. So you might just want to say, actually, I'm changing careers and I need to know what's happening in hotels right. or, or whatever the, the sector might be. So, so definitely the loyalty guide still is the Bible for that. So um, definitely recommend and be excited to see what you do with that towards the end of the year. Yes, and maybe it'll be available in different channels, Ooh-hoo. Gary V style, right? Gary V style. There you go. Yeah, Seventeen so platforms, Bill. No pressure. <laughs> we, we might. Well, at least we might be talking, doing a, a podcast per chapter. I don't know. Maybe okay. it's in our future. There you go. Plenty of potential. Um, And then the big one, obviously, that I really want listeners to understand because it was my first, I suppose, big box ticking exercise for my own peace of mind is the Loyalty Academy and Mm. to become a certified loyalty marketing professional. So within the Wise Marketeer group, um, I know Mike Capizzi is the dean of the Loyalty Academy. So maybe just tell listeners um, how that whole educational program came about and uh, who should maybe consider um, doing it. Yeah. Loyalty Academy is the really the first opportunity to, to have a professional certification in this business. And we, for the reasons I talked about before, the size and scope of the business, and then also that that fresh group of people coming into the industry. Think about yeah. that. Yeah. Right. We, we thought that um, there's so many new ideas mm-hmm. that have validity, but there's really a need to to document, to capture the fundamentals of the business. And so Mm-hmm. having a foundation and all the best practices and the, in the mechanics of how we develop these strategies and programs is really important. So yeah, um, a lot of people had talked about creating some educational program for the industry for a long time. And I, mm. I think um, it's a little bit like writing a book and you've written a book. Mm. So you understand this, but it's, <laughs> it's sitting down and doing it. So yeah. we sat Super down hard. and documented, we put together 15 core courses, okay. which are available online. You can, you know, you yeah. can, you can pursue the certified loyalty marketing professional degree, if you will, mm-hmm. yeah, as um, as a whole, or mm-hmm. you could pick off individual courses and you could mm. you know, pursue the areas of interest that, that are of interest to you. Eventually, yeah. you could take all 15 and gain the certification. But mm. we, we built the curriculum with that in mind. And we've we've gone beyond, as you know, we we have mm-hmm. the 15 core that make up the 
certification program. And then we've built some level two and level three courses in different areas to do with finance and data, mm. uh, um, liability management, things like that. So we're very <laughs> mindful of having a core curriculum that addresses a need for mm. a for a, a lot of new influx of people into the industry that need to kind of get up to speed, mm. but also challenging those that have been in the industry for a while with some of the level two and three courses. So yeah, um, really very much like what's what's new. You know the you know the basics, but you're really curious about what GDPR and CCPA mean <laughs> to the way you manage your data, that sort of thing. So Yeah, some of those uh, I just have to go, do you know what? I need an expert, a specialist in that field. But you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. Some people really right. do get into those those niche within sure. the niche. So, um, so as you're talking about those uh, level two and three modules, Bill, I'm conscious that it's been, uh, I think, 18 months since I did my CLMP. So I might need to go and update myself. Um, <laughs> That's right. But hey, we, we, we love ongoing learning. Um, That's right. Always learning. Always learning. And yes. particularly, I think what's exciting is I know you're rolling out and the um, in-classroom training. So uh, running two training events or maybe more, actually. Um, mm. The two I'm familiar with is one, I believe, in India happening yes. later in this year and my friends in Ireland. So um, the Irish Loyalty Awards are also um, going to be rolling out the um, the Loyalty Academy training. I think it's also later in the year. So do you want to maybe just touch on any any details for people who might prefer the kind of classroom yeah, training? I would, absolutely. So classroom training, we've traditionally so far, we've had an annual certification workshop that's been in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Okay. So we, we usually have that in October. Mm-hmm. We we now also have a similar public workshop available in Toronto, which will be in May this year. Great. So twice a year, it's usually mm-hmm. the Florida and Toronto mm-hmm. um, in, in those two months. Mm-hmm. And those are public workshops that people mm-hmm. can go. It's a two and a half day program. And mm-hmm. we go through all the material, do a, a case study as a group. We split the the uh, class into groups. And typically the attendance at those is between 15 and 20 persons. So it's It's enough where you get a really great diversity of of, um, experience in vertical industry and those sort of things. But when we put those people together into uh, groups to do the case study, it makes it a lot of fun and you you get a lot of different perspectives. So those those are the two public workshops. And then Mm. we are taking that idea of the public workshop to different countries. So Mm -hmm. Mike, Mike Capizzi has done an incredible job with the academy and the not only just the curriculum development, but the expansion of of the uh, reach here but we we had a combination um, kind of an alliance with the brazilian loyalty marketing association and so he went down and trained over 90 people in sao paulo last fall wow which was amazing to see the turnout and the interest Mm -hmm. in a market like that for this material Mm -hmm. um as you said we've we've got coming up in june which i'm going to be there in june in mumbai for um Great. A workshop in India with our partner there. Mm-hmm. We're very excited about. And then, of course, we'll, we'll be attending the Irish Loyalty Awards in March in just Great. a couple of weeks. And then uh, planning, we've announced already, but planning to um, have a an educational workshop in Ireland in the fall. So, okay. um, so putting a number of countries on the, um, on the calendar, on the which map. is pretty exciting. And there, there are several yeah. more. We're just, we've got partners in. Southeast Asia from Malaysia, Singapore, that area, uh, one in South Africa and Russia, you know, some of these people yeah. as well. And so we, um, we're sure to have some more on the calendar. So, yeah. so anyone that wants to visit loyaltyacademy.org, 
uh, can find the certification workshops and hopefully find one near to them geographically, whether it's U.S., Canada, or one of these, India, Ireland, Brazil, uh, one of those other countries. But the, the other thing we do, which I don't know if you know, but we uh, have, are doing quite a bit of corporate training as well. So okay. we'll, we'll take the, the material and we'll put together a, a little, little bit of customization depending on the, on the company. But uh, we'll go in and, and do um, you know, mm. on-site workshops. Brilliant. Um, Tailored for, to that particular industry, obviously. Right, for companies that want to equip their team with the knowledge and, mm. and have the um, ability to maybe you know, talk through some specifics about how it applies to their business and what they're trying to achieve. So wow. that's another opportunity for people to know that yeah. it is available from, uh, from the Wise Marketer Loyalty Academy. And if it's okay with you, Bill, um, I'll just give um, give listeners a sense of the um, investment because I think it's um, certainly the best money I've spent uh, for my yeah. kind of loyalty career. So yeah. I think with the the membership, once you do become a member on the loyaltyacademy.org website, I think the entire certification came in in about $2,000. Um, and again, most, most um, senior people in this industry, their companies are more than happy to make sure they have that level of, um, of investment. So um, certainly yes. super affordable, I think, for, for the level of, uh, of investment and, and study that comes out of it. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. think so, too. Yeah. Thanks for mentioning that. But it's, um, yeah. yeah, I think it is more than more than fair sort of value for um, for price. For the level. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I think it's the first thing people, you know, they're kind of going, I wonder how expensive that is. Can I afford it? I must do right. the research. And of course, then they get bogged down in everyday life. So um, I, I like right. to answer these questions up front. So, um, yeah. so great. great. <laughs> so loads That's going fun. on, literally the four corners of the world mm-hmm. in terms of Loyalty Academy. Um, yes. We've talked extensively, obviously, about the Wise Marketeer. And then I suppose just the final area we, we wanted to talk about, Bill, was really about um, the various different, I suppose, terminology that comes up um, in terms of loyalty programs, loyalty marketing. And you mentioned this is something that you're hearing an increasing around a, amount of, uh, dare I say, confusion or um, just overlap in terms of how the industry is being referenced. Yeah. So we thought it might be useful for listeners just to kind of talk through your latest thinking in terms of the best way to refer to, our, I suppose, our practice. You know, I think it's an important discussion and I'll, I'll tell you why. Uh, one of one of our one of our goals with the Wise Marketer is, is to create advocacy for our industry. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, when you realize there are, and maybe maybe you've experienced this, but there's a certain level of um, distribution of information. So the the information about loyalty marketing has been widely distributed for a long time, and so mm-hmm. a lot of people will start to say, "Well, gosh, there's so many programs in the market, and we all." have been to a course, a seminar, we've heard so many speakers, mm. how hard could it be? Mm-hmm. Um, so they're thinking, you know, when people get together, say, inside a brand and they're talking about launching a program, mm. they start talking about, oh, the goal is we'd like to become more customer centric. Mm-hmm. We'd like to create customer loyalty. Mm-hmm. And then right away, they're thinking about, and so our program is going to do A, B, and C. So mm-hmm. there were these three terms that that I had thought about that when I read these articles on LinkedIn that say okay. points are dead, that say um, yes. loyalty programs are not effective or, yeah. or you know, there's so much. <laughs> All that is, right. So, you know, it's, it's always the, the competition for the headline, I guess. And, and yeah. that, so, but it is the kind of world, I think that if you let too much go by, 
that you don't agree with and you don't comment or, or have yeah. some kind of a point of yeah. view that, yeah. that, that wrong information or inaccurate information can become perceived as truth. Right. So, sure. yeah. so you, you have to take a stand a little bit. So I was thinking about this customer loyalty is, is the big goal, right? It's, it's a state of mind. It's um, kind yeah. of a pinnacle goal. It, mm-hmm. it involves a lot of emotion and it can create a significant financial advantage for any company. So Mm. It also, I tell some people, it could be out of reach because loyalty in in the real sense of the word, the way yeah. it's defined in the dictionary, it's really much more about um, yeah, it's our, 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 yeah, it's a heartfelt emotion. Maybe it's your you know it's your country, your family, your faith, all those sort of things. Yeah. So we have to keep that in perspective. Like, what are we really trying to achieve? Sure. Um, the loyalty marketing, which is the other term. Mm is the marketing discipline that helps us create an organizational commitment to our key stakeholders. And that, so that's internal, mm-hmm. the C-suite and all others, and then also our customers and shareholders and so on. Mm. And, it, and so this is a discipline that we're talking about. This is the one that we've created the curriculum and loyalty Academy to help people yeah. become really um, proficient mm-hmm. and to understand how to create customer strategy that can impact mm-hmm. behavior and, Mm-hmm. Add incrementality and profitability to a business, mm-hmm. but the third term is that loyalty program word, and um, that to me it's it's a means to an end. When you think about your program, mm-hmm. it's a vehicle to enable um, a value proposition to be put into the market. It gives you a little framework for measurement to sure. be sure, mm-hmm. um, and it's also very importantly a path for customers to opt into your program. So, mm-hmm. um, what we found is that <clears throat> many many people are aspiring to if you can imagine you know sort of a progressive line aspiring to what's in the upper right hand corner mm-hmm. which is customer loyalty this big pinnacle goal yeah. yet they're focusing on the loyalty program mm-hmm. and not necessarily practicing the discipline of loyalty marketing and so okay um, I, I just always like to read when people are talking about what do you, what are you trying to achieve yeah um, I like to sometimes dial back and say Granted, customer loyalty is a good all-inclusive word, but what are you really trying to achieve? Well, yeah. every business will determine its own objectives and they'll mm-hmm. they'll be seeking some form of incrementality or more efficient mm-hmm. use of their marketing resources. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's what comes under the umbrella of customer loyalty, then mm-hmm. then that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's I think much too much focus in some of the things I read that where they're really talking about the loyalty program. Yeah, maybe the shortcomings of a program, or yeah. what could be done better, or is there a different way? And they're and they're trying to go straight from that to achieving this big goal. And yeah. I just don't think you can do it unless you unless you expand your knowledge and abilities with to create customer marketing strategies through loyalty marketing. And yeah, the other thing, and I'll give it back to you here, but I just um, mm. I feel like we, we all of us in the industry we need to be thinking much more holistically because um, there there are most brands that I've been mm-hmm. talking to lately uh, are thinking maybe my loyalty program could be um, more more training of my employees and a better customer experience in the store. I yeah. might not need need anything else, you know. Yeah. Or yeah, and or there could be all sorts of different ways to go to market. But I think it's it's incumbent upon all of us here to be thinking about loyalty marketing as a discipline to mm. to include not just what we've always done, but to be thinking and be very cognizant of what brands want. And they're thinking about first engagement, you know, Mm -hmm. engagement always has to come before any sort of loyalty. Mm -hmm. The experience has to be great. 
Um, mm. All these considerations go along with getting us ultimately to that goal of um, a larger group of more loyal, valuable customers. Yeah. So I, I think the business, and this is our advocacy aspect here, I guess, is mm-hmm. um, is going to expand. I think mm-hmm. we'll, I think we'll capture uh, a greater part of this uh, value chain that happens within the organization and, and be able to mm. really help companies along the way. Um, it's it's in our DNA. If you look yes. at the curriculum that's in the Loyalty yes. Academy, mm-hmm. and so I think we just need to maybe apply yeah. it to a greater uh, number of areas within the enterprise to get the impact that we're looking for. Love it. Love it, Bill. And yeah, and I suppose just as, you know, in closing, actually, from my side, I have, um, you know, started with very much a clear intention to talk about structured loyalty programs. And with every conversation, the subject of loyalty is an emotion um, comes up. So very much yes. I have had, you know, conversations and interviews which are talking about loyalty as an emotion. So I completely agree with you that it has to be very clearly understood from a business's perspective is, you know, what are we talking about when we're talking about loyalty? And the final piece is as well to emphasize and echo what you're saying and the whole field of customer experience and CX is something that I believe that loyalty practitioners naturally should own within the business. So, you know, if we could wave a magic wand, I would literally say we should all be owning the entire customer experience in the companies that we work for. Um, So I think CX is something that we're all equally passionate about. And as you said, we've got the right mindset, we've got the right measurements, and maybe the loyalty program is just one tool in our arsenal. Yeah, I know. I think you're right. And somebody um, somebody asked me, I think I told you beforehand that I had presented at a conference last week. And yeah, um, somebody asked me right at the end, they said, hey, is there one thing that you could leave us with? Mm. And so I, this was within the, within the context of what I had already been speaking about. But yeah. I said, yeah. Um, we we had been talking about the importance of what I call enterprise ownership of the customer marketing strategy. So nice. yeah. how important it is to have C-level support. Mm-hmm. And and you know that it's really, yeah that's critical to success. If, if leadership yeah. really supports the idea that customers come first, they're important, we're willing to invest in them, mm-hmm. um, usually have much greater level of success. So yeah. I said, um, you know what I would do? I, I would... <clears throat> Um, if, if you're talking about being more customer centric and you're hearing that from the C-suite, mm. why don't you go and validate the opinion of he or she who's CEO, mm-hmm. um, ask them what they think about your efforts in the area of customer loyalty, ask them if they support it, mm. how they would change it, mm-hmm. uh, get some opinions. And I said, if you, yeah. if you take that step of validation, you'll know where you stand because if you're fighting <laughs> against uh, something where you don't really have the support from the top, well, yeah. okay, yeah. you know, you have a certain situation, you have some challenges, but if you have wholehearted support from the top, you also have some advantages. So I said, yeah. um, go, go talk to the CEO and find out what their yeah. real opinion is on the business. And it'll tell you a lot about probably your, where you're headed and the prospects for success. Wow. I love that, Bill, because I think um, over my own career, probably what I've been guilty of is, you know, not going far enough up the chain, you know, to make myself visible, to make the discipline visible. And it takes, I think, quite a lot of courage, which I might have now, um, obviously dealing at C-suite level a lot of the time. But, you know, maybe people earlier in their career wouldn't have initially thought I should go Mm -hmm. and talk to the chief executive. But you're completely right. Why not? Why not go and have that conversation? 
conversation, uh, you know, right. with the levels of permission and buy-in up the chain as well. But exactly. just to really see, you know, are they committed to it or is it just, a, you know, an, another uh, couple of sentences to, to, to do a bit of um, inspiration from a, you know, on a sporadic uh, point of view, which is, is never going to work. So um, I love that. That's, that's really good advice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Fantastic. Fantastic, Bill. So listen, that was all um, I suppose I wanted to talk about from my perspective. Um, I know, again, with Hannafin Loyalty, you're, you're consulting all over the world, lots of different countries. Um, yes. We've talked about the Wise Marketeer, the Loyalty Academy. Is there any other points you wanted to touch on before we wrapped up? I just wanted to make sure that, that people really knew what the substance of our agreement was, that, that you're, you're publishing a podcast weekly mm-hmm. for the most part. Yes. Um, you know, every unless, Thursday. unless something <laughs> intervenes every Thursday. That's it. So, so the podcast will be published on the Wise Marketer. Yeah. Uh, every Thursday. Yeah. Uh, you can find it right from the very top navigation bar. There'll be an obvious place where you can find the podcast. It'll probably yeah. um, indicate clearly where you can find it. Um, mm-hmm. It should be clearly visible, right? We mm-hmm. found a nice place right in the middle of the page where it has a home. Yeah. And, um, and we're going to have all the episodes there. Yeah. So um, first one be published this Thursday. So we're excited yeah. about that. And yeah. I just wanted to make sure that everybody knew so it will be there mm-hmm. and um, fully supporting what you're doing. And um, I think this is really a case for me of when you when you encounter someone like yourself who has the idea, has made an investment and is doing a great job. Um, why not partner with that person rather than to say, um, you know, <laughs> let's see if we could go our own way. And so to me, it's it's a much more productive uh, way to go about it. And I'm just really happy that we're able to do this. So I'm looking forward to it. I've, I've listened to a lot of your episodes and they're really great. So I'd encourage people to tune in and, and go back even. The, it's been six months already, hasn't it? <laughs> Coming up to that now. Yes, we're episode 24 today. And wow. that's when I suddenly realized that we're, we're nearly halfway there. So, um, so yeah. As I said, from my side, Bill, um, it was very much one of my my goals from the outset was to work with, with you guys. Um, I, I do have, I, I believe, you know, a real shared vision with with what you're you have been doing for so many mm-hmm. years. Um, you've established yourselves as the thought leaders in the industry, um, and I've no doubt that everyone listening to this podcast should absolutely be consuming all of your newsletters as I do every week when the email comes in. So yeah, from my side, I'm delighted we're launching the partnership with this interview. And as you said, it'll be live this Thursday, February 27th. And with that, I would just like to say thanks a million from me and Let's Talk Loyalty. Thanks for having me, Paula. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like me to send you the latest show each week, simply sign up for the show newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and I'll send you the latest episode to your inbox every Thursday. Or just head to your favorite podcast platform, find Let's Talk Loyalty and subscribe. Of course, I'd love your feedback and reviews and thanks again for supporting the show.